Hey, this is Wilson. No Jason this week, as always, but uh, Galvez is back with me. Galvez, how you doing? Uh, doing all right here, quarantining myself. That's right. Galvez learned that. Uh, learned earlier this week. Right now it's Sunday at seven oh five p.m. And Galvez learned. I think it was on Wednesday, right, Galvez, that you have uh, contracted the you contracted the COVID nineteen virus and you're currently quarantining from for 10 days what has that uh experience been like for you uh so i developed the symptom uh tuesday morning so it was probably overnight it was like monday monday night going into tuesday morning and uh, <coughs> it was just a pop i had no body aches no nothing and coincidentally, on Wednesday, my job made me uh, do the, the mandatory testing. So I went on Wednesday and uh, turned out positive. So obviously, I was kind of freaked out. I was worried for my wife and whatever, because the last thing you want to do is pass it to someone else. So I've been quarantining in uh, my old bedroom. And uh, thankfully, I've only had a cough. And uh, I've only had a cough. I had a fever. I think it was Thursday night, but it went away. And it was just minor, minor coughs, minor fever. And um, yeah, man, one of the things is funny because they're like, oh, you lose, you lose appetite or loss of taste, loss of smell. It's like, man, I've been hungry. I can taste everything. So. Yeah. You know, we'll see. But you know what's the craziest thing, though? And we, I, I, I spoke to you over this, over the phone earlier today, that mentally, if you read the symptoms or if you read anything online, you'll actually feel like you're having a nervous breakdown or you're like, there, there was a night, I think it was Friday night, I woke up at 2 a.m. and I was hot. And I felt like I couldn't breathe. And then I started reading some, some some stuff online, and then I like immediately my mind went into like panic mode, and I felt like I was having like a nervous breakdown because I couldn't breathe. And um, turns out my sister told me, uh, "Don't read anything online because it's all negative." And it's funny because I actually woke up today and I didn't really have a cough. I didn't have anything, and so I googled. Uh. COVID symptoms getting better. But everything that pulled out uh, from Google, it was symptoms getting worse, symptoms getting worse, symptoms. There was, like, no positive news. <laughs> I understand where you're coming from about that, about the, like, you know, the sickness anxiety when you go and you, um, and you Google, you know, you know what, what, what could, you know, what, what it might mean that you're having these, whatever issue it is. You know, uh, I haven't had COVID yet, knock on wood. You know, the fact that you got yeah. it, it's making me, even, I'm, I'm already scared, you know, but it's making me even, it made me, it's making me even more scared because I, you know, you were, you were symptomatic and you were kind of struggling, you know, for a while there and having some, some, some problems. So, you know, like, you know, I've, I started like, at first I wasn't, I would, like, when I ordered my, when I want to order my food, you know, I always order out like every day. And they and they bring it, you know, whether it's uh, you know, uh, Postmates or DoorDash or whatever. And today, you know, the the guy I, the guy brings the food, 
and he doesn't have on a mask, right? And, you know, I've started, you know, when I, even when I get just to give him the food, I'll put on a mask. You know, at first I wasn't. I should have been doing it really the whole time. So the guy brings the food. He doesn't have a mask. And the whole time it's like, you know, because I'm, I figure, well, I mean, you know, he probably had to have a mask on to go in the, you know, the restaurant to get the food. But, you know, if he, if he took you just you just don't really know, you know. And the thing is, if he's not wearing one, you just go to, you know, so then, well, he probably doesn't, may not be practicing the best, you know, COVID defense, you know, habits. But, you know, what what can I do? You know, I just, when I you know, have a mask on, I got my food. But then when I, when I was, you know, I'm worried about touching the food and stuff or touching the bag and everything because I'm so, I'm so nervous. But, you know, I just went to the Grove on, uh, on Friday uh, and it was way more people there than I would have. So, you know, I thought it was only going to be like a few people there, but it was, it, was, it was more people there than I was comfortable with. And so, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kind of waiting to see. You know, but like even, you know, with uh, like some, some non-COVID, you know, stuff, I just had a, uh, I just had a, um, you know, I had an ear infection. Uh, I guess it was early this month or, or last month. And, you know, I... um. My my ear was uh you know started in one ear, uh and then the, the other ear one of my lymph nodes swelled up in front of my in front of my right in front of my right ear my lymph nodes swelled up, and I was thinking for sure that I was like you know <laughs> I was like this is it like I'm out of here <laughs> you know let me yeah. I have I have lymphoma this know, is the me, end uh, and I never yeah. I never lived to to get past a hundred views an episode <laughs> yeah let me let me let me just go to the grove just one last time. You know, this you know, I was for sure I was done, and I just you know, it just kind of went away in like less than a in less than a week. So you know, that stuff is you know, you're you're hardly ever gonna like Google most ninety nine percent of the time. If you Google your symptoms, you're gonna basically think that you're gonna die. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like it's, it's like I have a I have a even even before COVID, like let's say like last year, right? I have a minor cough. Well, a minor cough can lead to cancer. You know, mm-hmm. like if it would WebMD symptoms or whatever, but um, yeah. Okay, you're you're feeling better, so you know. Yeah, you don't really, just, you don't really. Sound I just have this. Well, so the the one thing they say you got to worry about is the fever, and the chills because you know your fever can jump to a hundred and two or a hundred and three and that's where you know you could potentially you would potentially need to go to the hospital mm-hmm. luckily lucky i've every time my wife checks my temperature i'm like at 97 or 98 so I, i've been good but it's um you know it's definitely an eye-opener man it's like you know you kind of worry about Symptoms getting worse or whatever, but uh, hopefully, I mean, I'm going. So if I got my symptom Tuesday, I'm going into day six tomorrow. So hopefully, you know, hopefully that'll be right. That'll be good. Right. Um, so okay. So in this week's episode, um, I want to talk about college football. You know the 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 regular season, if you will, uh, just ended yesterday. They played the conference championship games. 
Uh, they picked up the college football uh, playoff team, as we're going to talk about that. Uh, I'm going to give my Heisman uh, finalist. You know, talk about USC. You know, talk about I forgot to talk about Gus Malzahn last week being fired by Auburn. So I'm going to get to that, and then I'm going to talk about um we're going to, we're going to do a little, a little we're going to talk about uh, Kyle Kuzma signing an extension uh, with the Lakers. And we're going to do a little, uh, in, you know, short, brief NBA uh, season preview because the season kicks off on Tuesday. So, um, right. So uh, this weekend, Galvis, um, it played the, you know, it was, it was a, you know, conference championship weekend uh, in college football. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, the playoff committee decided that the four teams will take place in the, in the college football playoff will be Alabama, the one seed, uh, <coughs> Clemson, the two seed, uh, the three seed will be Ohio State, and the four seed will be Notre Dame. So it'll be uh, Alabama and Notre Dame and Clemson and Ohio State in the rematch. That's the uh, that's the uh, the semifinals, and then we'll you know head to the final and see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't know how much Galvis has been following that. You know, I I, I it's like Alabama to me has been the uh, has been the best um, team of the season. You know, uh, which is it's not surprising with um, Nick Saban being such a uh, you know a taskmaster and taskmaster, uh, someone who's just you know on top of every single detail. That they would be a team in a you know I mean in a season that's so uh, completely you know unprecedented that you know what makes this point um, undefeated uh, and be in the position that they are. Uh, Clemson had a you know only only one loss uh, to uh, Notre Dame during the season and came back yesterday and beat Notre Dame in the rematch. Of course. Uh, Trevor Lawrence missed the first game uh, due to COVID nineteen, and uh, with DJ uh, the kid from out here, five circle USC should. <laughs> I think he said the USC didn't really go after him, but he ended up uh, you know playing in that game at Notre Dame and they lost that game. And last, yesterday, uh, Trevor Lawrence was back, and uh, Clemson dominated the game and won that game. I think it was thirty four to ten. And so we'll just have to see. So Clemson won the SEC, Alabama, they beat Florida to win the, uh, the, the SEC title. Uh, Ohio State won the Big Ten title against uh, Northwestern. They got in even though they only played six games. Um, and we'll have to see what happens. Hello? Yeah. All right. <laughs> so then, okay. How was you, do you, I mean, do you have anything to say about the, of all the of all the sports since COVID that we haven't had fans. Um, you know, we spoke about basketball, the baseball scene being cheapened. But I think of all the sports, college football, this regular season and playoffs just feels so cheap. Like it doesn't <clears throat> you know, you have teams that are five and oh, six and oh. You know, and um, the only thing I'm pissed off about is Notre Dame. 
how many times do they have to get voted into the college playoff and then just get freaking smacked in the playoffs? Oh. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Notre Dame, Notre Dame, you're paying for the brand. You know, you got the name. You know, you're trying to get the ratings up. Ooh, Notre Dame in the playoffs. You know, um, especially with with uh, the TVs being so popular right now, just because everybody's at home. You know, they wanted that big name, but uh, yeah, very frustrated that that uh, Notre Dame. Once again, <clears throat> got chosen. I mean, I guess they didn't really have a good replacement. I know a lot of people are saying Texas A and M should have got in. I I would have had I I had te- I had the three I had uh, actually I had, I had um, Notre Dame in. I I didn't even after their loss yesterday. I didn't have Ohio State in because I just think six games is uh, I just didn't think that was enough games. You know, uh, what do you think would have happened had USC won? A USB, and I they would have been six to zero as well. Yeah, and and yeah, I wouldn't have picked USC to get out. I don't think that would. It would have been the same thing. Like USC is lucky they had Alabama on the schedule this year. Of course, they play they play um, Notre Dame every year. But yeah, I just I just don't think that that, that Ohio, Ohio State was six games was enough, even though they are for sure one of the top four teams. You know. Um, so I had Texas A and M being in there because they played nine games. They went eight and one. They won eight games, as Jimbo Fisher was saying, in the in the SEC. And I, I think that they should have um they should have they should have been there. Uh, so that would have been you know Alabama played eleven games, went eleven and zero. Clemson played eleven games, went ten and one. Notre Dame played uh, eleven games, went ten and one. And A and M played nine games, went it went eight and one. Uh, instead, Ohio State is going to be in there, and they only played six games. And I think that's just uncivilized. You know, it just doesn't even sound right. Um but then but, I know. think I think that's something that <clears throat> Big Ten spoke to the other conferences like, well if we go six and zero, but we can't make the playoffs, why even play? Right. But you know, and but that's on them though. And let's just like the it's just like the Pac-12 for being so stupid, and, and you know California's the worst-run state in the country. <laughs> you know, yeah. and we we stay so far behind that we can only play, you know, six games. I think I think Ohio, I think the Big Ten actually would have had like a, it would have been an eight-game season, but they had you know it's cancellations that happened and stuff like that. Like the Michigan game was was canceled, and then we lost the Rose Bowl too. The, the the national championship was supposed to be the Rose Bowl this year. Right, it said it's going to be in uh, at AT and T Stadium. But that Nazi that that Nazi Newsom, you know, <laughs> he, he still not allowing fans. <laughs> That's right. So they said, "Forget you, Gavin Newsom." <laughs> and they and they said, "Okay, we're going to go to Texas." Yeah, where it's you know, um, they allow fans, you know. But I think you know, looking at the um, looking at the at the matchups, um, I just think that Alabama, like I said, they've been the best team all year. Um, but I, I think that Clemson overall um, would still give Alabama some troubles. You know, Alabama lost one of their top receivers this year. 
Um, it's just been, you know, next, you know, next man up. But I think Clemson, you know, they, they have their, you know, their full, you know, a lot, you know, they have their full squad. So if they were to ever play, you know, this year on the neutral field, we saw what happened last year. Uh, Clemson's beat them twice in the playoff. Alabama's beaten them twice. But if they were ever, ever to actually play, if Alabama, you know, Alabama had a, t- a tough game yesterday against Florida. Uh, you know, like I said, the receiver position, Devontae Smith is a superstar. I'm going to talk about him in a second. If they, if they if they have to play Clemson, which I think they probably will have to, um, I think it could you know it could you know it could it could it could get bad for them, you know. So if I have to pick, um, I'm you know I would probably pick um, I, you know I think Clemson's gonna gonna win the whole thing. Uh, sorry, that was that was two years ago when Alabama lost. We got started by uh, by Clemson like that. So. You know, but we'll have to see. Um, Who's your Heisman this year? Right. Uh, so the Heisman thing, that's uh, <laughs> they're going to announce the finalists on um, 24th of December, so on, on Thursday. Uh, if it came down to it for me, you know, it's going to be at least three finalists. If it came down to it, um, I'd, you know, I'd go Kyle Trask. Out of four, you know, they went, ended up going uh, eight and three. Um, they were eight and one, but he ended the season. He, he had the best run numbers over 4,000 yards passing, 43 touchdowns, only five interceptions, completed 69.7% of his passes. Uh, then you have Mac Jones, uh, when he, you know, when he, when he 11 0 for Alabama, 76 and a half percent completion percentage, 3,700 plus yards passing, 32 touchdowns, four interceptions. And then Devontae Smith, uh, once again, Alabama went 11 0. Uh, Smith had a uh, 98 percent He's actually the favorite to. He's actually the favorite to win the uh, the Heisman. He's at, he's at minus 170. He's the betting favorite. Yeah, well, you know, he's the best player in the country. You know, um, ultimately, I think they'll probably end up. You know, they're gonna like probably split some votes. You know, Vegas knows most of the time. Um, but you know he he stepped up big with them losing Jalen Waddle, you know. Um, well, of course they had other guys step up, but you know, I, I think that's I mean that's the main point going going back to the game. And with I, I you know I think that at some point not having Jalen Waddle is going to catch up to Alabama, and I think it'll catch up to them in the playoff. But Devontae Smith, yeah, uh, you know, he, he you know he stepped his game up. It'll be the first. It'll be first, the first round since since the well, who was it Desmond Howard? Yeah, I think so. Um, but Devontae spent 1,511 yards, 17 touchdowns, and only 11 games. So a truly dominant season. So he's the best player. Um, my pick, you know, I would have gone with with, uh, with Kyle Trask just because I guess I'm kind of traditional. Like you said, it's been so long since the receiver has won it that I'm not going to be the guy to, like, you know, step out of, <laughs> you know, like go off the, the, the grid and then pick a receiver. But yeah, that would be cool if you wanted. Um, anything else you want to add to that, Galvin? Uh, no, you know, just you know, it's uh, when when when's the playoff game? So the uh, the semifinal games uh for the CFP will be uh January first. Uh, the first one will be in uh, in Arlington. It was we discussed Bama Notre Dame. 
the second one, uh, the other semifinal game, we Clemson and Ohio State in New Orleans. And then on January uh, the 11th in Miami at the Orange Bowl, that will be the uh, that will be the national uh, championship uh, game. Moving on. Oh no! But before, before I forgot to talk about uh, Gus Malzahn last week uh, being fired by um, by Auburn. Uh, it started off, you know. It's for, well, first of all, it, it, it's it's like in, in the end of an era in Auburn that really dates back to 2009 when Gene Chizik got there. Uh, Gus uh, became the offensive coordinator that same year. They went 8-5 that, uh, that year. And the next year, of course, that was the Cam Newton year. Cam Newton won the highest when they went 14-0, and 0, uh, beat Oregon and Chip Kelly in the um, – National championship game. Uh, my good friend Kenny Rowe from uh, middle school uh, was on that was on that Oregon team, um, and you, you know, and then the next year after that they went eight and five. Then Tithic, uh got fired after what happened. I think they went three and nine in two thousand twelve when he got fired. Then Gus comes back. He, he Gus had gone to Arkansas State, had a good year. Uh, as the head coach, and he comes back and becomes the, uh, the head coach at uh, at Auburn. Uh, they go twelve and two the first year uh, and lose the national championship game to the uh, Jameis Winston led uh, Ford State team. And then from there, it was eight and five, and seven and six, and eight and five, and then ten and four, uh, eight and five, nine and four, and then six and four this year, and they fired him. So that first year, of course, was was the highlight. I'd, I'd argue that you know. I don't even think I'd already since they, they lasted since they lost the title game that the uh you know the highlight of the year was the Iron Bowl. Of course where they beat uh Alabama on that last second play where Chris Davis, you know, returned it hundred and I think it was hundred and eight yards on the missed field goal. It's one of those plays where I just go back and, and I look I watch it like every you know, um you know, rewatch it like you no know, once every few months. The kickoff return? Time. The the kick the field goal return? Right. Alabama, they had no athletes on the field, you know, because all yeah, yeah. the guys on the field for the you know, the, the uh, for the field goal uh, block lineup. It. Yeah, no, no, not to block it to kick it. And I mean, yeah, to, to, yeah right. to block it, like to block for the kicker. Right. Yeah. So, you know, Davis returns and takes all the way back, and the, the place at Auburn just goes absolutely nuts. You know, with very Lundquist on the call, it was just absolutely, you know, just insane. Uh, so it's one of my favorite college football moments. You know, I'm like, you know, I'm not a Bama fan. But I'm a Bama. I respect Bama. You know, I respect greatness. Yeah. And you know, uh, this year, um, around January, I told my wife, I'm like, you know what? I really want to go to a uh, college football game because you know USC, even though they're right here, it's not the same. The tail, like, it's not like going to the South and tailgating and watching a game. So I had actually, I was going to go to the uh, LS. I wanted to go to Death Valley. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I was, I was actually going to go to that Florida game because I didn't want to go when it was too hot. Because if you go in August or September, it's freaking hot. So, you know, I was going to go to one of the uh, late November, early December games. But, uh, you know, obviously COVID and all that. 
Right. Yeah, that's one of my – I would love to go to the software college football game, you know. I'll probably go to, I'll, I'll probably go to, go to the Alabama game if I have the, the choice, you know. But it's it was just nothing or, like – Or Penn State, the whiteout game, that, that would be dope. Was, there's just nothing like college football, especially in the, in the South, you know. Um, but, you know, Gus, you know, because it was, it was, Gus just seemed to, to me, you know, like I said, I, I have no, uh, I'm not an Auburn fan or anything like that. But just as somebody who kind of from the West Coast, you know, I look at the SEC. SEC obviously is the, you know, the best conference in college football. It dominates the sport. And, you know, I, I just, you know, I, him being there, it just seemed like it, like it was right. You know, like he, like he belonged there. And yeah. you know, I don't know. I, he went nine and four, and then six and four. You know, in a in a COVID year. You know, uh, it's just I don't know. I mean, they made the decision that they made. But I don't think they fire him just to fire him. They must have somebody that they really know is going to take over. But who though? But who's who's going to go there? Who's going to fit in better than he? Who's going to do it? I mean, who's going to do a better job? Mike Auburn is some type of. You know, they're not that type of program like that. You know, it's a really good program. It's not exact. It's not a powerhouse, uh, yeah, year to year national contender type of program as much as they'd like it to be. I know they have. I mean, obviously they have some history, but you know, I mean, I they think they, they're like them. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They probably. I mean, I mean unless I mean, they have like an assistant coach or. <laughs> the funny thing I saw about it was Hugh Freeze saying that it would take a lot for him to leave Liberty and go. To, to Auburn, like Hugh Freeze, why are you lying? Like, it would take anything real to leave, to leave Liberty. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I'll coach Auburn. We'll see how man, you know, that's, we'll see where he lands. But yeah, I just, I just kind of appreciate it from afar that era of you know, the big bad Bama teams, but, and then you know those other teams in the SEC like Georgia and Auburn trying to keep up with them. It was a fun era, and Gus was at the, you know, he was there it was a long time, but Gus was, you know, right there. It's like you're the Iron Bowl every year. It's like you know, it's a challenge for Alabama. So, um, and then last question about college football. Um, obviously USC went six and one, but it was a COVID season. I mean, do you fire um, uh, what's his name? Clay Helton. Yeah, Clay Helton. I would. No, I would it, only. I would only fire him if you're gonna bring in Urban Meyer. I can't say I would only fire him if I don't. Look, they went five and one. They started five and zero, oh, and then they lose the they lose the um the Pac twelve game to uh, Oregon. It was thirty one to twenty four at the Coliseum. That was on Friday. So it really, in a way, it was like you know he he he, he bat and I like we everybody who knows Clay Helton has met him. I met him once. Uh, the Parastel Podcast was having an event. Uh, Outside of Trader Joe's by uh, at USC, and and Clay Helton showed up because he's a nice guy like that. He showed up for Ryan Abraham, and you know I got to take a picture with him. Keely Orr took the picture. I, I mentioned that last week, um, and it was you know, it was you know he like I said he's a nice guy. Like he's he's a, he's a good man. He's a respectable human being, but clearly he's just not up for the task of being a. You know the head coach yeah. at a school like USC. You know he was a defensive line coach. Maybe I don't even know if he would have been good enough to be the defensive line coach under like Pete Carroll when Pete was here. You know, <laughs> like yeah. you know, 
he's like he's a nice guy, but he's in way over his head. And so they start five yeah. They really should have been like it should have been two and three. And I think if they had to do fans in the staff, they would they definitely would have lost the, the first game to Arizona State. And they definitely would have lost to UCLA, which took like miraculous comebacks. And they might have lost to they'd probably lose to Arizona too. So he, you know, but even if they go three and two, you know, then they're still, you know, they're not in the Pac-12 title game, you know, and you know, it, all he did really was like he did, like basically he did well enough where he's going to keep his job, you know, he's going to take himself off the hot seat, but then not well enough. They don't have anything to show for it because they opt out of the ball game, you know. So we're going to go into another year. This is going to be year six next, you know, next August of of Clay Helton being the head coach at USC. And we all know that it's not it's not going to happen, you know. And it just there's no reason for USC um, to to be in this position, you know. There's no reason for you. Everything is set up for USC to dominate the West Coast uh, in football, yeah. and that's just yeah. there's just there's just no really there's really just no excuse. Yeah, there's for, no reason why the best players in in Southern California are going to Oregon. Yeah, that's, that's, to... I was just thinking about that last night. That should never yeah. happen. That should never yeah. happen. USC should never lose a, uh, a like like I said, DJ going to, to Clemson. He said USC didn't really even like uh, you know uh, uh, recruit him really, you know. And it's you yeah. know they just there's just no excuse for USC not to dominate. They have there's too much. They're the only school on the West Coast that has the type of history and pedigree that they have. Like it's such an advantage, you know. And they're still the most yeah. talented team, and that, that's just especially being in LA. Yeah, they're still the most talented team, and that's just the same thing of not being. They haven't gotten what they should have gotten out of the talent that they've had, and you know, I don't think the recruiting has been, you know, kind of inconsistent as of late. But it's still the most talented team. You know, it's, you know, it's still the most talented team, you know, on the West Coast and in the Pac-12. You know, so they should, they should just, you know, the Pac-12. Like Pete, Pete always won the Pac, the Pac-10 back in his day. That that should be easy. Why is why does usually should win the Pac twelve every year? This is the way Alabama wins the you know, the um um the SEC almost every year. Simpson wins the ACC every year, you know. So it's just uh, you know, it's just it's just it's, it's amazing they were going into year six of this already. It's like it's it's amazing to even think about. Um but yeah, let's move on. Um I want to say first uh, about Kyle Kuzma. You know, he signed an extension. It was reported today. Three years, $40 million. Uh, Galvez, your thoughts? Yeah. Um, so I really think, you know, in today's NBA, when, when the Supermax players are getting 40 mil, you know, 15 mil for a, for a role player, you know, it sounds about right now. You know. Yeah, uh, but you know, unfortunately, but <clears throat> I mean, the one deal I didn't like was a KCP one. I thought they were just rewarding him because he played really well in the playoffs. But you know, with LeBron getting, yeah, with LeBron getting the super max, AD getting the super max, Kuzma and, and KCP getting fifteen million a year deals. I mean, it just seems like the Lakers are kind of handicapping themselves right now. Yeah, well, Yannis signed the Supermax, so they don't have to worry about that. You know? So they might as well just give the money out, you know? Yeah. It's weird because it seems like they don't really, like, nobody really likes Kuzma. Like, they don't really like him. 
you know, LeBron doesn't really like him. The fans don't like his fans don't really like him. But he just They've signed a three-year extension. They yeah, turned they, on him. Yeah. Uh, but why though? Do you think it's because he, I don't he, know. He, the, do you think it's because he started worrying about being like a pretty boy and being a celebrity? Yeah, I mean, when he first got here, it was just about you know he was a late round first round pick, and it was like came out about, of nowhere. Yeah, it was about ball. And then he start when he starts dyeing his hair, and he's always on Twitter saying stuff. You know, saying it's like what people think of stuff is like stupid stuff. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that he, made people. He started. Know. He started acting. He started becoming like a nuisance, and then yeah. he has these. And then he has these. And then he has these stupid wardrobes, and you know, yeah. and that's cool and all. If you can, if you can back it up, though. Mm-hmm. But I, and I, you know, it didn't seem like it. It didn't seem like it was going to happen, and it happened. But like my buddy Sark said, now it's another. You know, it's a trade piece. You know, going forward. You know, they have them under contract. And it's someone that they can, you know, if he if he starts, yeah. if he takes a lead and takes a jump and starts being consistent and getting better on defense, then it's good to have him. And if you know if he matures, but if, and if he doesn't, you know, it's, it's for just thirteen million dollars yeah. a year, it's a good player. It's not saying he's not a good. Nobody's saying he's not a good player. You know, yeah, a talented. Player. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, like I said, like for 50, it's today's NBA, man. Fifteen mil a year—that's what the going rate for a really good role player is. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then, uh, just briefly, um, like I said, the season starts Tuesday. Um, no fans in the, in attendance, you know? So I just, you know, I didn't, normally I might, if it was like a, you know, like a, like a normal season, I might've gone to each team and done record by record for one through eight. I didn't do that this time. I just came up with my, uh, you know, my, my award winners and then my, my, uh, my, my conference finals picks and my finals picks. Um, I guess we can go, like, back and forth, Galvez. Um, so for my MVP, um, I, I picked Luca. Uh, I, I think the GMs, when they did their, um, their yearly preseason poll, they, they thought Giannis would win it. Um, I don't think Giannis is going to win a third straight MVP, even if he deserves it. <laughs> Just because you know the voters, they get they get voted fatigue. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, uh, they don't get tired of voting for the same guy. Uh, and I don't think he should. You know, he needs. I think I don't think he really deserves an MVP again until he has until he makes the finals at least. You know, you don't want to. I wouldn't even want to be a guy. I wouldn't, wouldn't want to be a guy with three MVPs and no championships. And I definitely wouldn't want to be a guy with three MVPs and no. I know finals appearance. I just finals appearance. That just makes me like stupid. So you know, Luca, uh, you know, who's just a, a superstar, a whisk at the best young player uh, since LeBron. It was only going to get better. And Dallas, I don't know why they traded Seth Curry, but uh, you know, it's another year of Porzingis getting his legs back under him. And I just think Dallas is going to be a you know probably like a you know forty you know forty seventy two game seventy two game season. So you know. Something like, you know, forty nine and twenty six, or something like you know, I don't know, something like forty nine and twenty three, or something like that, forty seven and twenty five, something like that. And Luca, you know, flirts with a triple double, you know, or maybe even averages a triple double, you know. So he's my he's my guy. You, Galvis? Um, yeah, I, I could see Luca. Um, I could also see, you know, 
without Klay Thompson, you know, Steph Curry could somehow make a comeback and lead Golden State to a pretty high seed. You know, um, he's going to be putting up monster numbers. Um, but it's crazy, though, like how um, everything everything comes full circle. Look, look at um, 2000. What was the draft? The Chris Paul draft? 05 or 06? 05. Um, you had Bargnani and Marvin Williams go one and two. And then you had Chris Paul and Darren Williams go three and four. And that's exactly what happened in uh what two years ago? Yeah, DeAndre Aiden go one, Marvin Bagley go two, and then Luca and Trey Young. You know? Now nobody knew Luca would be this good. Everybody knew he was gonna be good because he dominated the second best league in the world at nineteen years old. But um you know, it's just sometimes I, I question like GMs, like I know they get paid for a living, but it's like, how do you how do you make these picks, man? Huh? Any, I, I've never, I'm never that high over. Everybody was saying Luca was the guy, but I'm, I would never be that high over any foreign player. I just, I just don't know how I can do it. I just don't, I just. How can I plan? It's no way for me. Yeah, to because, I mean, sure. I get it. There's more, there's, there's like probably, I would like to see the percentages of busts, um, compared to at least decent players, let alone superstars. But you know, he was 15 and he was playing in the greatest, the second best league in the world, and he was dominating. So you could tell, nobody knew he was going to be this good, but you know, I, nobody see nobody with Luca. I guess, you know, nobody knew he was going to be this good. But, I mean, just imagine with De'Aaron Fox and Luka in that backcourt. But, um, but anyways, so, yeah, my MVP, I guess I could see Luka. Or, you know what, my dark horse, I think it might be Anthony Davis. And the only thing that would hold Anthony Davis is if they injury, one, and two is if they – they have him like on a minutes restriction to open the season, which I and think it, they should. And it and it will it will affect his stats in the long run. <clears throat> yeah, um, I hope I hope they don't push them too hard. You know, yeah, early on after at like, least not at least not until at least not until February. Yeah, for sure. You know, unless you, see, unless you unless you see them really struggling. And right out the gate, they start off like under five hundred. Mm-hmm. Then I would say, okay, bring them back in. But you know, if they could, if they could hover at around like, if they could get to January at like ten and five, you know, ten mm-hmm. and seven, I think that'd be that's a good time to bring them back in. Yeah, it's a really talented Lakers team. My buddy Fox was saying it's the deepest Lakers team he can remember, and I was thinking about you know, he said he can you know. You know, it, it wouldn't be probably better than the any of the '80s Showtime teams, I guess. But since I've been, you know, since you know, I was born, we were born in '88. You know, me and you. And it's, you know, I, the only team Lakers team I can remember being like this was I don't even think it was like this. But the first year was Shaq and I'm not the first first year under Phil, 
when it was Shaq and Kobe, Glenn Rice, and then you had you had enough depth that you had Fisher, Fox, Rick and Oli. Yeah, they were coming off the bench that first time of year because that's Slava. what people. Was Slava on the team? I think Slava was on the next two teams, right? <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, but that was. But I think this team with without Brown and AD at the top, and then have Schroeder and and Montrez and Kuzma coming off your bench, it might be the most talented Lakers team of my, you know, at least since I started watching being you know aware of basketball like that. Um, my rookie of the year, Anthony Edwards, uh, who went number one overall to uh, the Timberwolves. Uh, Lamelo has looked good in the preseason. I know he was one for only one shot, only shot one for ten yesterday. But they haven't come off the bench. They have good guards. And he's still, you know, he's so young. He's only nineteen. But Edwards young too. But Edwards might be, you know, they have. Of course, you know, he's gonna be playing behind, um, you know, behind D'Lo and behind Cat. Uh, but it's, you know, I, I think that might actually help that he has two, you know, such good players that he can just kind of get in where he fits in off the bat. You know, Wiseman will have to see. I don't think he played a game in the preseason, so we don't really know what he's going to look like in the league yet. So, you know, that would be my pick, Edwards. You? Yeah. And I think everybody right now, everybody did the – it's funny because it happened. Well, Jordan Clarkson, it didn't happen till the end of the year or till mid-year, but it happened with Kuzma. It happened with where you get like a shiny new toy and Laker fans always get really hyped up. And I guess that new toy right now is a THT. And who knows, man? Who knows? He 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 was he, is he gonna be considered a rookie? Uh yeah. But he's no, not a rookie, though. Played, no, because he played last year. Why would he be considered a rookie? Yeah, so why are you even talking about him? <laughs> because nobody knew about him last year. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This year, preseason, he had a couple, like, breakout games. Mm-hmm. And now the Lakers think he might be the second coming of Dwayne Wade. <laughs> yeah, Lakers fans always go to the, the very most extreme best-case scenario possible. <laughs> the kids are Never like worst player. case. Always, <laughs> always best case. <laughs> and it's not even just best case. It's like out of this world. Because yeah. we haven't, we haven't, we haven't drafted a superstar obviously since Kobe. That was mm-hmm. what twenty five years ago. Mm-hmm. Almost. I mean, Bynum was on his way there. Yeah, I miss Bynum. Oh yeah, I saw a video about him where he where like his what he's doing now. Just one of the biggest what ifs, man. Yeah, what is he doing now? Do you know? Nah. The but he had the, there's a bank in every city, right? That was him. Yeah, he didn't give a damn. He shot. He shot threes <laughs> right in Mike <laughs> in Mike Brown's face. <laughs> Mike Brown's face do that. Do that. And we're, like, that we're like 20 <laughs> seconds in the shot clock. And then for my sixth man of the year, I have Lou Williams winning it just because I don't know. Like I'm not sure yet if um if Schroeder's going to start to come off the bench. It's just like he might come off the bench even though he wants to start. But then, you know, how do I choose between him and I, I think he, I think Schroeder probably should have won it last year. Just because, you know, he was like more important to Oklahoma City 
because the, the Clippers had both Lou and um and Montrez. So I'm pick I'm picking uh Montrez and Schroeder to cancel each other out. And you you know, it was you know, Lou was always like the safe choice. I don't know if you have a if you have anybody. Um I actually think it's gonna be because I think one of them is gonna start. I think I think my I think Schroeder's gonna be the point guard because remember they don't have Rondo and I think they prefer Caruso off the bench because of the energy. So I think Montrez is going to – I think Montrez – but, you know, for somebody to win it two years in a row, it's yeah, going to be kind of other thing. It happens, though, because usually it's like the same guys on there. DeMar Crawford or Lou Williams or, you know, it's, it's like a like cluster together like that. But um, Or or, or six-man, six most improved player, and – MVP might be THT. <laughs> right? Okay. Um, so, uh, for defensive player of the year, I have uh, Rudy Gobert. Who, by the way, got, a, got one of those super maxes. Yeah. He, reason the Jazz gave him five years. Two hundred and five million. That reminded me of when the, when the. I think they overpaid for him just because he's he's pretty much one dimensional. But in Utah, where it's so difficult to get all to to sign free agents, you kind of have no choice but to do that. You know. Yeah. Um. But I, it reminded me when when uh what you call he he's a you know he's an offensive he averages fifteen points a game so. I wouldn't compare him to Ben Wallace, but it reminds me of when Ben Wallace, um, when Ben Wallace won, uh, when he went to Chicago, they gave him four years, six million, and Bill Simmons said that's like you know, paying you know William H Macy fifteen dollars, you know twenty million dollars for a movie or whatever. And like just because he's a you know a great actor or a great, or a great player doesn't mean you have to pay him like he's a superstar. And it's like yeah, yeah. you know Gobert's a you know he's a, a really good player, but you don't need to give him the same money that you would give you know. Kevin Durant or something like you know <laughs> somebody like that. yeah <laughs> like, yeah serious. um but um you know it's just it, I'm telling you man it just you're only worth what an owner's willing to pay I mean look at Jordan dude I mean how many times is he gonna shoot himself in the foot 120 mil for Gordon Hayward really I mean come on mm-hmm. um. What else? And then uh, you you mentioned most improved, which I didn't even uh, I forgot about that one. Um, I'm just gonna go with uh, Lonzo just because I hope Lonzo, you know, uh, I hope his efficiency jumps and he just becomes that type of uh, you know player who can win that award this year. But like I said, I didn't really put any thought into it. I don't know if you. I uh, think if he could if he could play with the same confidence that his brother plays with Melo. He'd be all right. He'd be he'd be really good. Um, and then my coach of the year, uh, my, do you have a, do you have a most improved guy? Do you have a defensive player of the year? Uh, yeah, the defensive player of the year is gonna be THT. Okay, and most improved is THT too, right? THT <laughs> coach of the year, THT. <laughs> okay, my, my coach of the year, I think it's gonna be uh. 
I pick Monty Williams uh, of the Suns because they when they know in the bubble we're starting to rise, and then they got Chris Paul. You know, oh yeah, so it's it's gonna all come and together. You saw, what, you saw what he did. You saw what he did in uh, in OKC. Yeah, so it's it's gonna all come together in a way that they're gonna be a. They could go top four seed. Devin Booker's gonna get so many easy looks because of Chris Paul. Yeah, and DeAndre Ayton too. He's just gotta um, stay healthy. Yeah. So everybody's every all these words for you are THT, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. So then my Eastern Conference Finals, I have uh, Hall, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame inductees or nominate <laughs> nominees THT. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the NBA doesn't do a comeback player of the year award, but I just want to say Durant looked good in the um. I mean, they stopped doing a comeback player of the a year award, but Durant looked. I think it was like, like in the eighties last time they gave they gave him away. Um, but Durant looked really good in the preseason, like he hadn't missed a step. You know, if he's really Durant, you know, I'm about to give my Eastern Conference finals. I have Milwaukee beating Miami. Uh, and Milwaukee got better because they just because they upgraded from um, from Eric Bledsoe to Drew uh, Holiday. Uh, and, you know, now they don't have to worry about the is set. He's going to be there. They don't have to think about that. Uh, but if Brooklyn, if, if Durant looks like he, he played, if he's really back, it's never happened before with somebody who they could came back the same player. But if he did, then Brooklyn is the, the favorite to come out the East. But I'm not trusting four preseason games to say that he's all the way back. So I have to pick right now. I have to go with, my, with Milwaukee. I don't know if you have an East Eastern Conference Finals pick. Eastern Conference Finals. I, I think I think the Heat are gonna go back. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that too. But I, I just I, I'm telling you, you know. Wait, oh, well, hold on. Before I forget, I was watching um, Blake Griffin. I saw. I just happened to see him on a random highlight, and it's so sad to see him become a top five player, face of the league, to complete irrelevant. Yeah, if he's not the. At I, don't this point, I don't know if it's because he went to Detroit or because he's just not that good anymore. But, um, yeah, man, sad. At this point, he's not the Blake Griffin of old. He's the old Blake Griffin. And I'm but, telling you, dude, the same thing's gonna happen to Giannis if he doesn't. If Giannis doesn't learn how to play basketball, and just right now he's 26, so he's still young and athletic. Where he can play at a hundred miles an hour, but you saw in the playoffs it just doesn't work, and he doesn't have a jump shot. He can hit the three, which you need in today's NBA. And uh, dude, it's been two years already since he's since he became one of the top three players in the league. Can't hit a jump shot. That's on you, man. I went with, I went with Milwaukee just because uh, I think at some point this Milwaukee team has to make a finals. They have like they're kind of too good, like not too kind of too, you know. Um, and then in the West, I have at first I was thinking of the Lakers. I didn't think the Lakers were gonna. Yeah, I was thinking most of the South is not thinking. I don't think the Lakers are gonna repeat just because um, they. Uh, it's just gonna think it would be too hard to win championships, basically. Like. Pretty much one of two championships in a span of eight months, 
win in October, come back and win again in June. That's pretty tough. But it came down to it. I was going to, you know, I was thinking about it. And you know, I almost picked the Clippers to beat them in the conference finals. But then I think the Clippers seem kind of like, like the Lakers are more together right now. The Clippers are. You know, the Lakers are, they have Ron AD locked up. And, you know, they have this most talented Lakers team in a while, like I was saying. And it just seems like all the pieces fit and everything is, is, is working. Even they made a lot of changes this offseason. But it seemed like it's going to be, you know, for the better. They're definitely more talented than they were last year with the Lakers. And the Clippers, for all their talent, are just kind of, I don't know, do they get along? Do they still do they like each other? What's the deal? So I, I have the Lakers going back to the finals. And, uh, you? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think the Lakers are going to win because, one, the only team that could beat them was the Clippers. They didn't get better. They actually who did they add? Just yeah, they got Ibaka. They got Ibaka to place Montrez. So I think they did. Yeah, they got better. Ibaka. But, you know, um they you could tell, dude, their chemistry is just gonna be awful, man. I mean, unless everybody yeah. else on the team unless everybody else on the team is willing to accept like Kawhi and Paul George having all these like um you know, little perks, then that's fine. But I don't know, man. Yeah, it just seems like they have some issues that are deeper than talent. You know, the talent is not the issue. The issue is that they don't they don't seem yeah. to have, be like a real cohesive unit. Uh, and then lastly, I have uh, the Lakers repeating uh, against uh, – Milwaukee in the finals. I just think this Lakers team. It, it, you know, the more I think about it, the more they are. Uh, it just seems like this is another. It's another one of those Lakers times. This is the Lakers. The Lakers don't win one title at a time. The Lakers win championships in, in bunches. And it seems like with you know Bron and AD and all these new guys, what will still be in there and the carryover. Uh, actually, especially since, especially since LeBron hasn't lost a step. Right. It's going to happen at but it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. It was just amazing because he's in year 18. Year 18 is about to be 36. I do. Right now. I do see him. I do see him becoming a, a more, more of a post player now. You know? Um, but, I mean, he hasn't showed us anything. Yeah, because we both have like he's going back to back, right? Yeah. Who do, you, who do you have going out the East? Oh, Miami, right? Okay, so you, you have the finals. Miami. But if, yeah, I have Miami winning. And if Miami can somehow find a way to trade for THT, that'll put them over the top. Right. Uh, so, guys, I'm gonna, I really want to thank you for joining me tonight. I know you're like my regular goals, but man, you sound, you don't sound 100%. This is like the freaking, like the Jordan. The flu game. This is like yeah, what this is like, this like the, the COVID game for Galvis. But before we get out of here, just a reminder to follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at TCP underscore pod and to like it on Facebook. Just search for the Complete Player Podcast. Send feedback and mail back questions to Wilson Report Redux at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. The show is awesome on, I'm sorry, Anchor. 
Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. We are out.